Big Sloth. Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is Is It it For for Real? (laughs) This is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. And this week on the pod, you guys, watch the 1989 Totally Bogus Bill and Ted's Excellent adventure. <laughs> that was me doing nice. the guitar. Um, so excited about this movie. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about, of course, why we chose it and all that good stuff in a second. But coming up, um, we have a, a intro today from fellow podcaster on the podcast network. <laughs> <laughs> Still got it, Bridget. Thank you. Um, And a friend of ours from Baltimore, uh, uh, similar to me, former Baltimorean, current Californian. And um, they are also one of the co-hosts of the Silver Linings Playback podcast, which you should give a listen to. Yes. Hey, yeah. Give a listen to it. It really is an awesome podcast. It's a great podcast. (laughs) Um, Give a listen. Um, So take it away, Joel M. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey were both in regular rotation for me as a kid. And originally I just liked them as silly movies. I liked their friendship. They were fun. But what I really have come to appreciate them, the older that I've gotten, is that they are dumb movies written by smart people, and uh, they have a lot of smart jokes in them. And uh, it's a funny thing, I have a strong memory of when I took some film classes in college, and I saw The Seventh Seal for the first time, and realized that that's what they were parodying in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey which is just a very funny Venn diagram of people who will have seen both of those movies and get that. But just all of the jokes, like all of the reality of Napoleon going to a water park, Joan of Arc being Noah's wife in Bill and Ted's mind, you know, uh, the, like, Sigmund Freud, I just have a minor Oedipal complex. Like, there's some really brilliant jokes by two very charming, dumb characters. And I really love them. I really love the world. I think they are very clever movies that hold up well. I I know you asked if there's any lingering questions that I have about them now. I don't know if you guys are going to talk about this at all, but there is the whole idea of like a causal loop, uh, sort of time travel paradox that's raised in them which is that the events in the future affect the events in the past, which affect the events in the future, so they cause each other to happen, which is fun, but it's also one of those sort of confusing time travel things that I love, but I'm also, you know, can't quite wrap my brain around. <laughs> I don't, awesome. I, don't, I feel like Joel is like such a cine- cinemaphile. Cinnamon file, cinnamon file, yeah. He likes cinnamon, um, cinephile. Like, I was like, that other movie, I've never heard of that other movie before. Um, Bill and Ted's Focus Adventure? oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I heard of that one, yes. Philip, mm. what is it? 
the seventh seal we have, you, have uh, you seen that i've seen parts of it i know that um a person from strange brew is in it uh max mm. von sidow oh nice okay yeah so you're part of the venn diagram of people that have seen both of those movies i yeah well parts of it i i'm very aware of like what the movie's about but yeah um, i like the question about time travel and and future decisions because i remember as a kid being very confused about that but i guess i can kind of get into my level then while we're diving into that so i'm gonna make my level just sort of like um cut off sweatpants crop top sweatshirt because that out those outfits with the like tied around the waist shirts and the cropped like ted has like rolled up sweatpants anyway it was very impressionable on me mm. as a child yeah, yeah i've seen this movie many times this movie is a quintessential summer movie for me i mm. do remember watching Ooh. it in the summer i remember watching it with my family i remember that my parents also really liked this movie um and like all of us like quoting it together and talking like bill and ted and like just living in that world there's things now that i'm like that was nothing but i remember talking about them for like so much um so this is definitely like a very formidable <laughs> i'm like having a hard time to say <laughs> formative um po uh, oh, formative movie for it's me like formidable's a word that <laughs> yeah, is but it's not what i meant got it uh, very formative uh movie for me from being a, a kiddo saying um i think i'll make my level napoleon because i'm sure i know i've seen this at least one time all the way through at some point and then i saw a bunch of clips but like what i remember most about it is napoleon the ziggy zig thing yeah. and my job kind of requires me to know a little bit about napoleon bonaparte because he's connected to specifically to patterson park um and all I know about Napoleon is like the way in which he's connected to Patterson Park and what I've learned from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure <laughs> and everything else is like a total like I have no idea. Um, and so, yeah, I I remember that part of it. And then I also get mixed up the Bogus Adventure because I know I saw Bogus Adventure and I feel like Bogus Adventure was maybe on Comedy Central more for some reason. So when I was watching this, I kept on waiting for parts it, that like Bogus Journey. Bogus journey, thank you. Bogus yeah. journey. Um, so yeah. So I yeah, this was a fun I hadn't seen this in a very long time. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yes, I've seen this a lot as a child, and then I have not seen it in like twenty plus, thirty plus years. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this okay, is a got fresh it. watch. My level is going to be station. Um, because I have seen this movie. I've seen Bogus Journey a lot more. I used to watch the cartoon which i was surprised to learn it only ran for like one season because it like <laughs> stood out a lot more in my brain than like one yeah. season of like 90s cartoon should um but yeah it's like i remember this but i definitely similar to katie remember bogus journey a lot more and um i think just as a kid i quoted it a lot more but hmm. um but yeah i'm sure i still watch this one a good number of times as a child it's a child. Child, a sweet child. Of course, we have, you know, Keanu Reeves bringing up the, the sweet late 80s. He's just adorable. I can't. Yeah, he's he so really cute. Is. He's like adorable. a golden retriever. He is a golden retriever. Like, I totally get why he was cast in this movie. Yeah, and totally. I'll, I'll say for a man who doesn't seem to really age, 
Yeah. He, he still looks very, very young in this movie. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. He, I mean. he is, I think, 21. And is it Alexander Winter is uh, 20? So they're pretty close to like the ages they're supposed to be. I mean, like 18, right? Yeah. Um, I was thinking about that, that he because um they did Bill and Ted's music journey. What was it? The, or the play playlist or what would they just do? Like on in 2020, they did like a reboot yeah. movie. Sure. Together. Face the music. Bill and face Ted the face music. the music. Yeah. And like I have to say that even though Keanu Reeves is an age, he looks like Alexander Winter almost looks more like himself be- because Keanu Reeves in this role is such a puppy. He's just a puppy dog. So he <laughs> I don't know. He 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 has like more of an edge to him now, you know? Like he doesn't quite have mm-hmm. that like youthful optimism probably. Yeah. But that's like registered on his face. Also, speaking of youthful optimism, George Carlin also looks incredibly young to me. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was like, I mean, it's 1989, right? I was I will say I misremembered in my head like there's a cartoon of me swapping out the role for this person and like who I thought it was and at first I thought it was that guy from Head of the Class. Yeah, very mm. similar. Uh-huh. And then I thought it yeah. was Donald Sutherland, I think because similar. of his role in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, oh no, George Carlin. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sort of like out. whitey, gray hair, low ponytail. Low ponytail, look. beard. Like, beard. Is, does he have a beard or not? Does it matter? Yeah. He just had so much hair in this one. I think that's what made him look like head Maybe of the class. Maybe like really man. tan. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's here's a he question from the future from the end, I guess, that Annie had had is like, does George, did George Carlin, I don't think she really knew who George Carlin was, really. Like, I don't know if she associated him as like a comic, but also like, did he play the guitar? And I was like, not that I know of. No. <laughs> like, the end. It was very was so clear that they showed hands. And then they showed I hands. know that it's a different person <laughs> playing okay. the guitar, but yeah. like it almost felt like it was like this wink, wink, like I play a little bit. And originally for the role, yeah. they had a, diff- a bunch of different people for the role, like Sean Connery, but Ringo Starr was one of them. And I'm like, I wonder if like they in their heads just had this character as a musician so that huh. that joke made sense. Cause I'm like, why would Rufus play the guitar? <laughs> like who knows? Everyone in the future plays the guitar. I feel yeah. maybe. Cause that's like the yeah, cause they foundation all learn to do society. it so they could honor <laughs> Bell and Ted. Right. Well, speaking of the future in society, the opening credits to this film are 25 minutes long. Amazing. <laughs> it's just I was, like a spinning golden. What is happening? What? Why are we watching that? It was so simple, but yet so amazing. <laughs> just, it was like 1990 or 85, like Tron graphics yeah. just going. And I loved it. And no explanation about what it was or what what was happening or you know that would have ruined it that it yeah it did not need an explanation i do think katie's frozen right now i thought maybe she was just in a long thought but no i'm definitely <laughs> frozen can you hear me <laughs> yeah we I can, can hear you because it's weird because i can see that i'm frozen mm. okay. okay go on she's All right. frozen within the little like trapezoid she thing is. from the intro so I like a good movie that tells you where you are and what time it is. So we're in 2688 San Dimas. Um, one of my high school friends who also is a transplant from Maryland to California was mentioning to me on Instagram when I posted about this, that she was like so excited the first time she saw like the exit for San Dimas. Um, 
And I had a very similar reaction the first time that I saw a Circle K. And in fact, today I drove past a Circle K and I was trying to take a picture of it to send to you guys because there's no Circle Ks in. But San Dimas is uh, just about 100 miles from San Diego. So I could just pop up there if I want to. It's like east of, east of LA. LA. Yeah. yeah. It's in like that. Yeah. The like, I forget what they call it. I get confused. There's a place called the Inland Empire. And every time I hear that, I'm like, what does that mean? Is it the Empire Strikes Back? I get very <laughs> confused. I was reading that for San Dimas's like 50th anniversary, they had like a party and it was called like an excellent, a most excellent journey or something like San Dimas, a most excellent journey. Nice. But yeah, if you take the 605 up to 10, (laughs) uh, that'll take you right to San Dimas. Well, I'm in California. Well, if you're Californian in Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, you don't use contractions. Did you guys notice that? Hey. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't notice that. Um, could, like, you mean they say like cannot or? Yeah, like explicitly, like we do not have it, Ted. Yes, we should not. We shall not. Like they, yeah, they're like oh, yeah. very specific. Yeah. I think that's just really Bill and Teddy. It's like <laughs> Bill, we cannot play without Van Halen. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So we meet Rufus, who is George Garland, and he's like, 2688 San Dimas is great. He's telling us about the future and why it's so wonderful because there's like, everybody's good at putt-putt or bowling or something. Bowling. Everybody's bowling scores have improved. Yeah. Yeah. Bowling scores are high, putt-putt scores are low. That's right. Mm. Yeah. And it does appear, I mean, one of the questions I have is like, is 2688 all inside it looks like they have to live in like a space vessel so i mean yeah. we, we see that a little later but i was like that seems uncool especially if the environment is doing so well um which i hope so even though i won't we won't i know around. i was surprised i was wondering like what it but i think it's just supposed to be spacey futury right yeah i guess so it's sort of culty too you know <laughs> um yeah Were those people floating yeah. on no. chairs they were supposed to be i think floating you think oh i thought they were just like permanently butts in the wall sort of like a <laughs> chuck e cheese kind of situation no, i think they were just floating they were well we'll, we'll get to them because we're yeah there yet. so we learned that basically bill and ted like are the future of everything and so it's important we start there with the story and so we meet them practicing for wild stallions which is spelled wild um yeah (laughs) yeah in the garage and um yeah i forget who was talking about maybe it was joel has mentioned it to me before and another thing just about like how great it was that these two guys are just like buddies they're just friends and they don't fight with each other no (laughs) it's just kind of delightful like frankly i'm like yeah yeah Yeah, it's nice that like they didn't have like the necess like the necessary arc of them getting like fine i'm leaving see ya you know yeah. like you would expect the th- that the third act yeah uh, kerfuffle if you will totally yeah there's only one little kerfuffle and it's not really a kerfuffle but it's you know it's not it's not for real but i'm sure you guys could identify yeah that. right um the edits of this feel very like sitcom to me or something at the beginning they're like cut to high school and then they're like high school um and they're in a history class where they're studying all of history 
every <laughs> every single thing that was before 1989. The other thing I I mean I have a question of like if it feels like the issue is they're failing history. But like how are they passing any other class <laughs> in this school, right? I mean, or is it that they have to pass one thing and history is like maybe their best hope? I don't know, that's a good yeah. question. And also like are the stakes that they won't graduate or it's just like you won't pass? I mean, I know the stakes like about military school and whatever, but I think they're not seniors. They're like are they not? Sophomores or juniors? Because no, I don't think so. Because they're not talking about like, oh, I have to graduate or anything like that. Well, it's they're just... not freshmen because Phil says like, remember yeah. when your stepmom was a senior when we were freshmen? Right. A whole different plot point. That's a whole and, other. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, Missy. We'll talk Missy. about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just am like, okay, so that's that's a lot of pressure for that that history teacher to try to get everyone to understand all of history and all of its arcs <laughs> at one time. Yeah. I guess originally this movie was written so that um, almost kind of like time bandits, like they were supposed to travel through time, but then be responsible for like history's greatest disasters. So like the oh. Hindenburg, the Titanic, it was like written that way. Um, and they changed it, which I'm really glad for. That would have been like such a bummer of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been. And I think originally as well, they were supposed to be more of like these like kind of loser guys that like were like metal guys that no one liked. But when the two leads were cast, I think they were like, these guys are like so cool. Like, obviously, they might be dumb, but people in school are going to like them. Which... I mean, yeah. Good. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just gonna say they are they are dumb, I guess, but they're not stupid. And I no, guess I'm they just having don't a fun try. time understanding like, yeah, what the the difference is. And it's I like because normally just... if people are dumb, I'm annoyed in a movie. Yeah. If you're just like, oh, I'm stupid. I think they're more like, like will willful bliss blissfully ignorant. Like they even say at the end, it's like maybe we should learn to play the guitar. You know, like I think they just like don't care to yeah. learn. They're not curious. They're <laughs> like they don't very they're very much like Spicoli, you know, yeah. from Fast Times. Just, right. He does not care. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they I care do... about those babes, though. Yeah, I know. I do think we've seen some movies. Like, for instance, Honey, I Shrink the Kids does this, where they cast somebody that's supposed to be an outcast, but they cast somebody who, like, <laughs> Russ Jr. or whatever, who, like, yeah. oh, sure. looks like he fits in yeah Yeah. so it's such a struggle for the audience the whole time so i appreciate that instead of going with the original plan that's like okay we want to use these two actors we have to like write it to like the energy they're going to convey speaking of uh energy we we took it to meet missy next in the Mm. convertible with missy who we learn is ted or uh, bill's stepmom but he calls her mom who missy insists on being called mom <laughs> and not missy by these kids that are three years younger than her. three years yeah wild a wild demand so one of my major questions for, is why is missy married to ted's dad anybody anybody what, I, what is their deal i don't know um <laughs> Because he looks like a sex offender, and I'm sorry to just label him as such, but if you had a, if you had like yeah. Chat GPT pull up a image, of like <laughs> if you asked AI, like what does a sex offender look like? It might be that guy. Well, at first I thought it was Martin Mall playing him, and then oh. he he looks. This actor looks so much like the actor that they get to play Sigmund Freud at the end. Like they are dressed alike. Um, so that's confusing. <laughs> But I didn't get the deal at all. And then you're like, well, this is illegal. Like, at some point, this was illegal. Because, like, 
Well, like, they, how long did they date? Unless it's a week, it's illegal, I think, because she's like well, 19. No, because she was 19 or 18. <laughs> or 18. When they were 14. So I guess it's not 20. illegal. And then it is just she so could rough. be like 21 now. Maybe. No, I mean, yeah. it's rough. It's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she's 21 because I think they're sophomores. So I don't know. But maybe. She, maybe she could be. Oh, right. Because it's like they were freshmen and probably yeah. tops. It's one or two years later. Right. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. I don't get I mean, this seems like a joke. Like, what if your stepmom was a senior when you were a freshman? And, the thing, and then yeah. they just take it throughout the whole movie. And you're like, what's the, the point other thing of about Missy is like, she's she's a pretty girl, but she's not like it's almost I don't know. It's all going to sound terrible, but it's like almost weirder because she's not over the top sexual. She yeah. kind of looks like somebody's friend like the girl next who's door. like who's kind of mm-hmm. stuffing her bra a little bit um she's yeah not i like mean a bodacious like blowout babe which is well they funny. don't yeah like they don't like stifler's mom it right like they right that's like what I this mean. girl seems like she needs help like she's <laughs> not empowered like she doesn't seem that like excited but she also doesn't seem like she's having a terrible time so i'm like i don't know what's going on she brings up those like weird like snack cakes cut in half on like a snack tray and but she wants this line of like she's playing this mom role but she also definitely feels more comfortable talking to them than talking to the father it seems so that's like problematic i don't know yeah this whole i i just completely forgot all of this from my childhood yeah and like even like the gaze again like the looking down the shirt thing and you're like i just think like Sometimes people make movies, like, I don't know who, and they're like, we have to put that in there. Yeah, like, totally. We have to show, like, down this woman's shirt. Otherwise, nobody's going to like this movie. And it's like, there's so much other cool stuff about this movie that well, has nothing to do with I know. that woman's cleavage. I know. It's, like, obligatory. The other inexplicable part is why they the father and missy insist on having sex in bill's bedroom <sighs> gross gross for so many reasons it goes yeah it's you, you so want to sleep on his like teenage boy sheets but that's what oh. that's why i'm like are they saying that his father is like super stunted and like you know what i mean like he wants yeah. to be in high school anyway i don't even want to talk about it anymore <laughs> so anyway yeah. moving on okay let's move on. on we addressed it speaking of people who are not great parents we've got old ted's dad who is wearing like nra gear and has guns because he's a cop cop i know and he's like threatening ted about like going to military school so wait does do either of these people have a mom I guess they well don't. missy besides missy yeah, I, yeah, kind of no. interesting. They, Dead they moms, don't. maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Ted's father was giving me real like Chet, like Bill Paxton from Weird Science vibes. He was like yeah. this like militaristic bully, essentially. I think is his total essence of his character, and he's so <laughs> it's so weird because they like they keep on fast forwarding or rather rewinding the time of like military school. Cause he's like, if you don't pass that history test. And then five minutes later, he's like, you gotta pass your now. Like you wrote the time. Like, wait, what? Like, what's the deadline? Oh yeah. He does keep changing the deadline. He's like, yeah. first you have to pass the test. And then he's like, pack your bags. You're going now. And it's like, yeah. wait a second. That's not fair. You didn't get to take it. So the next note I have is we're back in space. We're back in 2688 San Dimas. Um, and I, I made a note that I thought that this one actor was Meshach Taylor, or when I was a kid, I did. Who? Yeah. Oh, the, the one actor? No. 
No, the actor in San Dimas, 2688. Oh, yeah. One of the floating actors. I got that, too. I got that, too. sunglasses. It was the glasses. But it's Clarence Clemens, who is uh, from the E Street Band. He's Mm. from Bruce Springsteen's band. Right, right, right. Like, Clarence! You know, in that Christmas song. Maybe. Anywho. So that was a surprise to me because I didn't know who that that's who that was. And um, we see they're like making the phone booth and they send it down to Earth and um, it ends up, you know, at the Circle K and Rufus comes down at the Circle K. And uh, then we get to meet Bill and Ted from the future. And is this is this just happening in a loop for eternity? Well, that's, that's kind that's of what time, Joel man. that's kind of what Joel was bringing up because there's like you could probably explain it better because i feel like we've talked about before but there's like kind of like there's like slow zombies and fast zombies and different kinds of zombies there's like just different theories of time travel depending on what movie you're in so there's like the whooper one the time like um back to the future one and this one this one always like messed me up as a kid because i was like oh yeah if you time travel you just have to think about something really hard and then it'll happen in your present because you've made the change in the future but like that doesn't do the whole A loop, B loop. But we're just situation. in like one of the loops. Well, I don't think there are loops. I think in this, it's like it's constantly like whatever is changed in the future is affecting the present constantly. Like there's not a before when this yeah. didn't happen. Interesting. Is that true? Is that I'm mean, getting that right? Yeah, I think so. It's once again, just watch, watch dark and uh, make a, a chart. <laughs> and then you'll you'll know it. I will say, um, just because this is all in the news this week, um, the Washington Post story is that in a major discovery, scientists say space time churns like a choppy sea. Ooh. And um, yeah, it's just uh, general theory of relativity is all in the news. Black holes crashing very in together. Very timely. Very timely. Nora is very excited about. Oh, I'm sure. Imp- implications and but yeah. So Good maybe this is starting the uh, the space time travel San Dimas paradox. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Also, um, we get the uh, the great joke about what number are you thinking of? Sixty nine. I did not get that joke as a kid. Neither did It'll I. It'll be hilarious. I remember them saying that, and I remember not getting it. And I, nobody's explained it to me since then. Did they even get it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Probably not. I know, they're really young. Like, and I was like, God, do people in 1989 know how to sing? I, I know. That. I didn't feel like 16, but maybe they did talk about it in 1989. I, yeah, like. I, I feel as like a high school boy. We talked about it. Yeah. But that was like you were old, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. When did I, people I don't know start when, saying that? When was like, it invented? Wildly um, enough, like 1997 and 1989 are not that far apart. It feels uh, smaller. Like, it does feel very far apart, but much like 2013 is 10 years ago. So no thanks. everybody get in your time space machines and just get yeah. out of here. Um, so yeah, th- and then like Ted has to keep winding his watch because what, what, when did that stop and why well, is he winding watch? Isn't it's it a digital watch? Of, <laughs> it's not a digital. No, I think it is. But it's an example of how it doesn't always work. That if you get told or try to think to do something, that it'll work. Oh, I see. Because, you know, they're always like, oh, set the reminder to do this. Leave some rope. Or, But he's like, remember to wind your watch. And he doesn't. And it causes other things in the yeah. movie in that loop. So Interesting. But, but the physical 
the physical mechanism by which a watch needs to be wound. How is that? When did that go away? It's some watches still have them. Very yeah. expensive watches generally. Um, that you would wind daily. That. Yeah. Or like. They also have now they're the ones that the more you move your hand, it like self winds and stuff like that. Okay. Mine I haven't worn a battery. watch in a lot of years, so I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah. And kids these days do not know how to read analog clocks, so they don't. It's it's Hilarious. a crime. It's a crime. Yeah. It's a crime. Okay, so yeah, they go in the phone booth and we go back to Austin, Texas. No, just kidding. Austria. I can't read my notes. Uh, 1805. <laughs> and the French have just invaded and Napoleon is there and he wants to blow up Bill and Ted, but then he gets like sucked into a time portal. Yeah. Is what happens? Okay. And yeah, uh, that's it. the first, yeah, that's the first uh, character there. And they end up back at Ted's and um, they finally like get the phone booth, right? Phone book. So they can dial effectively. And they ask uh, Ted's little brother, what's his name? Dermot. Brother. Dermot. Mc- it's like brother. Deacon or something. Deacon. It is something like, yeah, kind like of... that. To watch yeah. Napoleon. And that is actually one of my favorite subplots of this whole Totally. Movie. Oh, like, yeah. The guy that plays Napoleon is so good. He's so good. And like those twin, tween girls, like, who are like, does one of them think she's on a date with Napoleon? Like, <laughs> Kind like, of is, they're on like know. a double date and she's just like okay like this napoleon is my double date i know that was like later on but we could talk about it but then we go to new mexico 1879 which so i was thinking like why is billy the kid in this movie and i guess it's because they just need an english-speaking character to like be there with the other characters yeah maybe but they maybe have so. freud and he speaks english later i mean we get we get him much later so why I why mean, do we need billy the kid because he's like i don't know if there's a whole lot of thought behind some of these it's just like let's go here and they go there and they grab someone yeah i don't know i think they were just like okay name people through history billy the kid abraham lincoln um right. yeah they asked a man to name people through history <laughs> a man well, they're just all men. <laughs> oh, Joe well, Clark. Don't forget that hot French girl. Yeah. Um, God. Yeah. I I, I wondered, like, I the Annie and I were commenting. It's like, this would be updated. This is kind of rough. It's just, like, all of these, like, mostly, like, white but men through history. Like, sure. And then Joe and, Arc. And that poor up, like, black no. history teacher who's teaching yeah. them this class. Just, I like. Know hating life because these kids are idiots and he's just trying to do his job um but yeah billy the kid so they get into like a poker situation and like a a little tussle like with shootout and um they get they get billy the kid inside the the thing oh after they see ladies changing through the they get their heads thrown through a wall like Roger Rabbit. And then they Oh my gosh. I know. That would really hurt. <laughs> really hurt. You get your head through drywall. I know. Then we go to Athens, 410 BC. Now, this at, at this point, I was like, okay, as a kid, I felt like it took so long for them to get into this part. And then it was just like so fast. I was like, oh my God, yeah. they picked up like a hundred people in like mm-hmm. two minutes. I didn't realize it was that fast. It was like moving that quickly. Yeah, in my brain there was like more plot or more like things that happen within each one and i this could be where i'm confusing 
the bogus journey a little bit. Got it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, because I was completely waiting on this whole Iron Maiden joke mm. that wasn't in here, right? It was, yeah. It's in there. Oh, what? Oh, I just missed it then. Yeah, it's uh when they get like almost their heads chopped off. They're like, throw them in the Iron Maiden, and then they're like, cool, and then they're like, chop their heads off. Yeah. So, uh, so in Athens, they pick up Socrates, um, who just is like everybody's drunk uncle. I don't know. He's he, yeah. he just and he just willingly goes with them, and then nobody cares about him. So. I was so hoping it would be Sean Connery from like Time Bandits. It's like, please, <laughs> please be Sean Connery. Um, yeah, poor Socrates is just on the side doing like miming to everyone. <laughs> yeah, nobody understands him. Yeah. So then the next place we go is uh, England in the 15th century. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where they see the historical babes. The babes. The babes. And this was like a little bit of a longer journey. Um, but I did. I, I really enjoyed this scene where they put the the suit of armor on and they're like, it's so heavy and they're trying to fight each other. Yeah. Like, uh, it would take so long. It would take so long. It was oh my God. very delightful to watch them do that. Um, and then they like get into this like fake fight, but then Ted falls and is immediately stabbed by like somebody in the castle, like straight oh, through his heart. A medical dickweed, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Or mid- yeah. Mid- sorry, medieval, medieval dickweed. Medieval, medieval dickweed. I love that. Spell check, medieval spell dickweed. Check. Yeah. <laughs> you killed Ted, you medieval dickweed. Um, <laughs> but I didn't see him fall out of his suit when he hit. The I know. Floor. I mean, there's no way he popped he out of that suit. Didn't. He yeah. didn't. It's, it's not just how so those funny. suits work. It's I so know. dumb. I love that. I think it's. I think it's dumb, but I don't. I love that they just like let it happen, and you don't. There's not like a winking at the audience about it or anything. It's just like, oh, it's like, oh, I fell out of my suit when I fell, and here I am, and it's like, oh, okay, I know, I love it. And then they meet the girls uh, up close. I do like, there's like, I am Ted of San Dimas. Like, I just love all of that. Yeah, like, it is fun. Talk. And they get asked to prom in a rhyme. Um, but that's uh, short-lived because then they get put in the, uh, the stocks and they're going to be decapitated, which they're very calm about. I know. Well, they're very calm about everything in the city. That's true. They see the like magical telephone booth and just historical fixture figures and they're just like oh cool. that's true that's true um, but um yeah it it turns out that the executioners are billy the kid and socrates who managed to sneak in there one of my favorite things to think about is like what did the planning right. of this look like <laughs> with billy the kid and socrates who does not speak any english and is totally out of it and you know what I mean? Like how much like pantomime did Ben, <laughs> whose idea was it? And who had to, oh my gosh. It's, yeah, a, it's like, an amazing before scene. Socrates like doesn't know this as a, as a device. Like were people right. being beheaded in Athens for 10 BC? I don't know. And, like, Billy the kid sure, might, sure. but does, you did they study that in Billy the kid's time? Um, but can you so, imagine? I mean, like, it'd be so stressful to be like, I hope he knows what I'm playing because yeah. I'm saying miss, but maybe he thinks right. it miss, it's like a play. I mean, it's like a dance. Switch move. sides. We're switching sides <laughs> yeah, and totally. we're going to behead these guys. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so we cut back to, um, no, 
this is first, then they end up back in the future San Dimas. And this is where all the people come out and like salute them with the guitar. This is great. And this would make yeah. a good play. Like this is like, ooh, so good. This has not been a play, but it it really is pleasant to watch. And like the music is like really uplifting. And it's like, yeah, like I, I want to be here. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, there this whole society is based on their <laughs> dumbness. Um, like because they are dumb and they I don't know, the stuff that they say is pretty trite and but don't you think people idolize dumb people today and yeah do i don't know shit? if i don't know if it's dumb i'm gonna um push back for no particular reason um because like i think about a movie like idiocracy and that is based on just like where those ugh, people are yeah dumb but i think bill and ted is more like chillness i think it's based on like a total like chill vibe you know um yeah, it's okay. more about like the the passive chillness mm-hmm. versus like, like be and hurting to people. each other. Yeah, it's like yeah. Being about being nice to each other. Um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to the double date at the like ice cream parlor, Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know this song. <laughs> can you imagine paying for a meal and then having these two idiots come out and sing this Ziggy Ziggy "You're the Pig" song and like oinking at you? It's like, fuck off, man! I just like ordered a Sunday as a kid. I, I, was, like, I wanted it. well, I wanted it. You so ordered bad when a, I was a kid. piggy Sunday. So yeah. you get the song. I guess so. God. If you order it together, I just remember again, like this is one of the, we sang this a lot as a kid and we oh, would, really? like say, every time we ate ice cream, we sang it anytime anybody was like slurping their ice cream. And so it was very, but then the scene was so short. It was like so much shorter than I remembered. And so oh yeah. Like I know blip. me too. I thought it went on forever and I was like, oh, this is like, yeah, I do. I love him. Like with the spoon, like trying to get the last little bit. He, uh-huh. That actor, the way he plays it is really so incredible. Good. Yeah. Um, and then I think we get Sigmund Freud. Yeah. Right. This is where I straight up kidnap him. Yeah, yeah. Just kidnapping everybody. This is where I started to realize, like, oh, it is only men. <laughs> so we get Sigmund Freud, Beethoven, which I guess Beethoven, like, um, if when the telephone booth comes, doesn't move because at this point Beethoven would have been deaf. So Got that right. Um, Joan of Arc, Genghis Khan, and Abe Lincoln. Yep. By the way, Genghis Khan, I mean, that's a terrible take. <laughs> you would yeah. just be you might just be dead or you know. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And they don't like not show that he was like terrible to women as well. Um yeah. when you meet him. He's not a noble character. And of course, like in the end, I think he is sort of <laughs> like a hero of sorts when he's like, but anyway. I know in that yeah. like rock concert. And then this actor plays at a bunch of stuff, uh Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, oh yeah, right. Oh nice. He has the same mustache and hair in all of them, I think. <laughs> Napoleon then we see Napoleon at the bowling alley. Um like okay, here's the question I have is like, how does Napoleon know how to take score in a bowling? Or cheat. <laughs> or cheat and or no to even to cheat. Like who it's, taught him I, how to take well, score? He doesn't cheat well, so I mean, yeah. I guess how does he, he even know knows. that that's better? He's they put probably it together just told pretty him quick. More, more is better. Yeah, yeah. he's I a love, master. You know, I yeah. loved when he threw that ball and yeah. missed, and just like <laughs> shit, 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 like or just like man, man, man. like it's just like so. Man, man, this, man. 
his yeah his commitment to it of just Ugh. being this like little petulant nutcase i know and i i just think like if that was real like how would he really feel he's just like along for the ride with this like teenager and he's like okay yeah until they ditch him right until they ditch him and then that's pretty upsetting with the bill yeah Which and he gets in trouble bowling can be expensive yeah you know? totally yeah and oh the my snacks God. and everything thrown out he gets cartoonly thrown out of the bowling with like alley. his sword, like on his, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, that's kind of funny. That what I did sword. enjoy about this movie is that, unless I'm mistaken, like people don't like. There's a little bit of like, you're not Abraham Lincoln, but like, it's not like, who's this guy? You know, like there's not a lot of like, why are you dressed like that? Like you, they just yeah. kind of like yes and a lot of it, which is great because it saves time. Yes, I was thinking about that, like when they go into the Western saloon, like Bill and Ted look like maniacs. Oh yeah, like, but yeah. people are like, hey, like it's 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 great so that not everybody's just like staring at everybody through the whole movie. <laughs> well, I mean, part of that is that this started as a uh, improv sort of set sort of thing and yeah skip through there so it's i think it carries a lot of that yes ending through this mm, that makes sense okay well then we we have to stop in like prehistoric cave people times because the, the, the antenna breaks the antenna breaks it done this, broke with this great scene of them chewing all chewing gum and then sticking it together it was so i do stressful. remember that a lot as a kid i remember that too it was so stressful the way they're they're traveling in this like, know, like upside upside ups- down like they're just writing it like it's floating and it's like man when your head snap off like what are you traveling through exactly i, I guess know. it's a black hole but it's like ooh, like just the idea of like your head being out of that thing is yeah freaks me out. it's a little freaky so then they go back to the circle k and we see that scene happen again with themselves don't yeah. get to watch <laughs> right but it was at this point where i sort of realized I had also thought that Rufus was in this lot. Oh, more. my gosh. Same. I thought Once I remember Rufus. I, I think it's from the cartoon and fr- probably from Bogus Journey as well. Yeah, the cartoon. Um, I also think there's a lot of people dressed like Rufus for Halloween for a series of years. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was reading that originally they were going to have the time traveling machine be like a Chevy, like a 1969 a van. A van. Oh. But then they thought that that was too much like Back to the Future. So they did a phone booth, not worried about Doctor Who. Yeah. I, you get the sight gag of them being crammed in there the whole time. I like it. Yeah. I think it's fun. Well, they end up then back at Bill's house where Missy is missying outside. She's like watering the lawn and they need um, the intro of all of these people to Missy. She does not give a shit. slightly the wrong names. Like, Yeah, right. Bob Conn. <laughs> Bob Khan, <laughs> like, yeah, I thought that was really funny. And she, yeah, she does not care at all, and she's happy to take them somewhere. But first, they have to do their chores. Oh I gosh. did not chore montage, montage at all. No, but also like those people would not clean that house or make it. Like, how would they know where anything goes in the kitchen? Or you know what a nightmare. None of those men would be helpful doing that anyway. Am I right, Katie? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> man man am i right joan of arc has to do everything (laughs) also i when i googled bill and ted's excellent adventure and i clicked cast and i saw the woman that played joan of arc i was like that's that is a senior citizen like and it's a because she's older now yeah because like to me i remember her looking so young and like 
teenagery in the movie and then i and then i'm like okay i guess this was like 40 something did you recognize well, her from yeah. any other movie we've seen uh no i, I can give you another hint um because later she does aerobic she yeah. also did some dancing in our other movie that's true oh was it girls just want to have fun no it was people danced i am your singing telegram Psh. i don't remember that at all <laughs> I what is that from? from clue Clue. Oh, and she wow. so she's from the Go Go's. She's like a she's a singer. Oh, um, yeah, I that really that. Okay, I know she's featured so much more in this movie. That's <laughs> like I literally know. she's in so little of Clue. Oh um, but when I read, I actually, it's funny because I was reading this actress's um uh IMDb or whatever, and it said she was a member of the Go Go's. I'm like, oh my god, is it the Clue woman? And it was. Yeah, she looks so familiar to me, and I was just yeah, like, totally. Oh, it has yeah. to be, and yeah. Jane Weedlin. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, she's okay. pretty rad. Oh, she's the co-founder of oh, she's the co-founder of the Go Go's. Well, she's color one of the original Go's. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that at all. Color me silly. So then we kind of end up. This is what I think is like the second movie that's part of this movie, which is like the mall. Oh my god, the mall. Eighties loved the mall. The it was such a place. The eighties mall of it all. Oh my um, goodness where they all are like trying to figure out the mall which how would you even know how to use an escalator i mean that's challenging for anybody like i know somebody i do these like are i suppose like significant figures through history so maybe they're quick on the uptake they can just adapt and conquer <laughs> their enemies like watch your robes socrates <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the school where we see the school-wide final history presentations <laughs> right. in progress. Uh, it it really read, mandatory. It read more as like a student government debate, <laughs> right? Like it was um I couldn't slash believe it. Slash rock concert slash yeah. So awkward. Like they make an entire school of people sit there and listen to these history Diddy, presentations. Diddy history. It's not even senior history. It's like right. sophomore or junior like history class. Yeah, totally. And like the fact um, that those kids are listening yeah. enough to care when somebody says something they care about. And all the way through the end of that, so they still have enough energy to like cheer when they get there for like the concert of it all. It's funny to think of this as like an improv sketch because it does read kind of like an improv. Like, you know what I mean? Like in an yeah. improv scene, you would do this. Like right. everybody would applaud for like your, but it should be in a class, like in a classroom. Right. The fact that it's yes. in the auditorium is wild. Yeah, bizarre. Um, Deacon? Is that the kid's name? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Something. Well, they go, Bill and Ted go to find the little brother and ask where Napoleon is. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> then they determine that, of course, he would have gone to the water park. Um, to Waterloo. To Waterloo. Right. Now I get it. How would he get there? I mean, does he, it seems like you probably have to drive there in a car. Yeah, I know. Who knows? I mean, I think he just the sees bus. the sign for Waterloo. Maybe the bus. A horse. Um, I loved Napoleon at this water park. I yeah. loved it. Um, it like the joy at first he's like pushing kids out of the way. And then it feels like he's just like inviting them to join in his joy. Like yeah. it's so, oh my God, the, like how scared he is going down at first and then how much he loves it and just like, can't get enough of it. I, yeah, I loved it. It's wet see-through underwear. Bit, though. Yeah. He cuts he in line. He does. Yeah. 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 
but it kind of reminded me, I don't know. I know Phil, you've seen like the latest season of, I think you should leave, but it kind of reminded me of the zip line. Through I, have, line. I have, I have also seen, <laughs> have it. you seen it? So yeah, I, yes. I mean, whatever, this isn't this, like, I don't mean to give a review of it, but like, I, I think I liked previous seasons better, but that zip line <laughs> bit, I couldn't get enough of. I'm like, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> and that's kind of what this reminded me of. So back at the mall, everybody's just split up and they're all on their own doing their own mall things. So Joan of Arc is in an aerobics class at the mall. Why, Why is she doing that? This is she's again, a girl, I got... Katie. And that's what girls yeah. she loves do. to dance, you know, sure. She, <laughs> you know, led an army, but what she really wants to do is dance. And in chain like... mail. And it's a bummer yeah. because like it feels like Genghis Khan, not that like like he gets like the army part, like he gets like the sports, like uh, mm-hmm. like the roid rage part of it, um, like the CrossFit part of it. And then she it's just because she's a girl, right? There's nothing yeah. that ties it. It's very frustrating yep. to me. Yep. That's all it then is. Beethoven gets to be super rad at keyboards. I have no idea why they stopped him. This would be great. That like, to me, right. I know I was like, they shouldn't. He, why did he get in trouble? I was like, he's not in trouble. Yes, like, business should be so happy. Stairway to heaven at like a guitar hero. No stairway to center. heaven. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Abe Lincoln gets like thrown out of the old time photo. I mean, that's kind of funny. <laughs> but and also so- Socrates and Billy the Kid are like picking up teenage girls With together, Freud. which like that they should be in trouble for. I think that was not a good move. But... I mean, that's how they roll in San Dimas, according to like one father and one <laughs> that's very true. young. That is true. Oish. Yeah. And yeah, like Joan of Arc gets in trouble for like taking over the aerobics class, but people were working out and they were having a great time. Yeah. yeah. I think you, I think if I was that aerobics instructor, I would like lean in to it. Like this is not a and, good thing to call the police about. Right. Yeah. Also, you know what barely got the police called? And that was someone shooting a gun in the mall. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. And so I, yeah, I don't understand why all of these folks had to go to prison. <laughs> For these events right. um yeah and they have to get questioned by ted's dad at like jail who i realized yeah. was sort of like a kirkland's uh richard jenkins yeah um, he did look like him kind of, totally. he's also kind of like a kirkland 90210 dad yeah jim walsh, like jim walsh. <laughs> a little bit um back at school the yeah. history presentations continue with the kid who says like so demas high school football rules uh and everybody yeah Jay plus a plus, no no. A plus no. for that. I know. That was a good one. So then Bill and Ted end up at the police station, and this is where the time loop of it all comes in because mm-hmm. they realize they've left the old timey jail keys, um, which have been missing. Um, I d- yeah, this this makes a little bit more sense to me, I guess, now that I did as a kid, but still kind of loose, mm, loosey goosey. Yeah. And then there's as also they like, say in. I was oh, going to okay. say, as they say in Looper, just don't think about it too much. Yeah. yeah. Looper. They have that like recording of Ted's voice that calls the dad away. Which I hey, hey, dad. Dad. <laughs> oh, oh over God. here. He goes, follows it. So good. Um, yeah. And then they like future Ted and Bill have written on a typewriter and tell him to duck when that guy walks by. Anyway, they get everybody out of jail. Yeah. So good. And then like all the jailer I- key. <laughs> then they're at school and all of a sudden like i don't know if you guys have ever directed a play before but it's really hard to like get people to go where they're supposed to and know when they're supposed to talk oh and, i know right and to have lighting and sound but this this presentation this theatrical production is just off and running 
yeah. all of a sudden. Maybe uh, all of these people are so like traumatized and shell shocked from the time travel that you can do- tell them to do whatever and they'll just manipulate yeah. them into performing for you. Another place where nobody cares somebody shoots a gun, a school. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Why? Like, how many bullets does Billy the Kid time. have? A lot of bullets. Reloading. I love that Billy the Kid is like living his best life too. Oh, From the yeah. beginning, he's like, and I think they even say it's like, Billy the Kid, you're time traveling like a champ. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he really is. He loves it. He does love it. Um, so then we get to see like everybody highlighted in their like history presentation. And it's like Sigmund Freud does an analysis of Ted about his dad, which I think is very funny. And then Bill admits to having an Oedipal complex. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. And the people in the audience are loving it. Oh, yeah. They are yeah. cheering very hard. I mean, it's pretty great. I mean, Wild Stallions rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything else you guys want to say about that presentation? It was pretty... Then Abe Lincoln make, makes this, like, inspiring... A, a speech that inspires the students of San Dimas. And then, yeah... Like, then the phone booth disappears in front of everybody. And I'm glad that they acted shocked at first because I'm like, I think we're not care. Yeah. Um, and I think then they chant, like, we want some more. Is that what they chant? We want more or something? I don't know. But they're into it. It could, it's, yeah, it couldn't have gone better. Mm-hmm. So then they all get off, get in the, in the, um, the old phone booth and they fly away. Yeah. And then it's like flash to not too long in the future where Ted is explaining how they got. A pluses on their history project and they but they he feels like nothing's changed. Um and this one I just have a note that like I hate the electric guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I just like oh, electric guitar solo. Did all those people just go back to their time? I guess. I guess they dropped them all back off. They said they would. Okay. They're men of their words. That's good. And um then the the old phone booth comes back and it's the two girls dressed up in 80s clothes. The babes. The babes. The right. Babes. Rufus has kidnapped these girls. <laughs> well, they're happy about it because they were going to have to marry old dudes oh, like yeah. Missy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Little they know they just came to San Dimas, the <laughs> yeah. land of uh, yeah. May, se- May, December uh, Ugh, romances. Gross. Um, and then Rufus rocks out on the guitar. He brings them some guitars. And they they get better at guitar. Oh no, Rufus says they do get better. That's what he says. That's the look to the camera. That's the look to the camera. Um, yeah, and I guess the like, last line. In the yeah, whole thing. I mean, it is George Carlin? I suppose. Yeah. Um, who agreed to do this movie? <laughs> but like the girls, um, I guess are in the band, and then we kind of get this like because I was like the whole time I'm like, but at what point do they take over culture? And then like Rufus really quickly kind of describes how their music influences. I don't know, brings planets together and all creatures on Earth together, and which we don't <laughs> really see. War. Yeah. Ends war. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I don't know. And that's the movie. Um, do you guys have any more totally uh, tubular questions? I kind of asked them along the way. Yeah, I did. Uh, how about Hummers, Balmers, and Dummers? Let's start with Balmers. I mean, we've kind of, we've kind of talked about it, but like, oh, we didn't talk about it, so I'll just name it. Unless we did, and I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. Just the bummer where it's a big bummer. Bill and Ted hug each other, 
in the in the 19 yeah. England yeah. In the castle and and then they're like being happy and they're hugging each other and then they pull away and call each other the f word and yeah it was just like such a bummer i was like so out of character it's so them. out of character yeah. like they don't care that's not about being yeah. excellent that's about homophobia and yeah they do love each other they they've already expressed that they have like nice friendship love for each other so why again it's like the shirt it's like the down the shirt thing it's like oh we have to do this otherwise we're gonna lose some sort of like doofy somebody in the audience and it's like no you don't yeah it did feel compulsory um it almost felt a little like like the joke was on teenage boys or something like you guys are homophobic but like i don't know i don't know how to how to articulate it like it almost felt like an observation that like they, what they really do want to do is hug, but like societal pressures are keeping them from doing that in a way. Like, I guess like, I guess I got the sense that maybe the writing room wasn't exactly homophobic, but that, yeah, like Hollywood has this compulsory homophobia or, or at least like expected movie scripts. I don't know. I'm not doing a job of articulating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um... I mean, I talked like about my bummers in general, but I guess I don't know. I guess I'm just like bummed that Ted's dad is so rude. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like we were talking about him moving up the timeline, but like it felt very forced when he's like, you're hanging out with this guy. You practice the guitar. Actually, you're leaving for military academy tonight. It's like, oh, my God. Like it. Ted just seems like he's and, and poor Deacon, I guess, if that's his little brother's name. Like they just seem like they're in a real like loveless household. Yeah. Which is a big bummer. It's a bummer. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Deacon, uh, I'm not going to be giving him any sympathy because he's my bummer for oh. ditching Napoleon at the bowling alley. Uh, it's just you had one job, Deacon take care of Napoleon and you not only didn't do that you sort of had fun with him and then just left him with huge bill and to get in trouble he could have been I don't know murdered at that bowling alley yeah he could have been murdered maybe his deacon doesn't have any parental I had I had higher hopes for you deacon yeah yeah Uh, how about dumbers um I'm going to go with the grading system of this history teacher. (laughs) So Bill and Ted have (laughs) flunked every assignment of this class. Like what would this final oral presentation have to be worth for them to not still flunk? It, Yeah, it's just from having a period of not being the best student and trying to do math and trying to get my like grade up. It's if you've gotten one F, it's like almost impossible to get back up. And yeah, to flunk yeah. all your classes and then have one assignment. I just I don't see it happening. Yeah. Just piggybacking on yours, my dumber is kind of going back to what I was saying about the curriculum as as educational specialist on this podcast. Um, I finally get to use my credentials, which I've not gotten to use uh, in 130 movies. Um, I can tell you that teaching this much of history (laughs) on class is not going to be beneficial to anybody and you're not going to get into the depth of anything. And like the whole point of teaching history is to explore in depth what happened. And like, I think just maybe through the 80s and maybe even today history is taught very like wrote memorization and maybe that's what they're saying is like it's more there's more to it but when we met these characters they were just completely like 
pleasantly washed. I don't know the right term. Like it was like, yeah, and Genghis Khan, he, he was a righteous dude. And look what he can do with a bow staff. Yeah. Um, instead of like, uh, yeah. So I'm not sure what they learned, but they definitely learned to kidnap people from yeah. their homes. And maybe that's not a really good theater or history lessons. Maybe it's just like this fascinating critique, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure has this critique on like the American education system as well as homophobia, where it's like an outsider looking in. It's like, look, they barely scratched the surface of an all male historical lens. <laughs> uh, anyway, essay to come. Um, my dumber is so specific and I might be wrong about it, but like, I think it's um, when they're in Austria and they're having a chat before they get back into the phone booth and they one of them says like well only if we fail and then they both go no way and i feel like they use no way wrong like i feel like <laughs> the writers didn't know how to use no way because like no way means like i don't believe you like or like like you know like that's unbelievable sure. that's unbelievable but they say like there's no chance do you know what I mean? And like, that's just not how hmm. you use that phrase. <laughs> and it really <laughs> stuck with me. I'm like, what's happening? Um, Thank you for the linguistics corner, Katie. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I kind of feel like that. What about if they Bogus said it like, a no bit. way? <laughs> no way? No way? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Do you think Bill and Ted popularized the use of bogus? Or like, because they use that, because bogus doesn't necessarily mean bad. It just means like, bullshit i felt bogus. like bogus bogus i don't know anyway i'm fascinated by like yeah go ahead is it you philip um for did you already did you already do your dumber i'm sorry i did my yeah. first yeah oh god okay how about hummers i have a hummer i um i mean i talked about napoleon i have a lot of hummers for this movie but i really loved um seeing happy keanu like I yeah. loved how much he was smiling and like silly and jumping around in this movie because like post this, he really takes on more of this, like he plays a lot of intense characters and mm -hmm. like kind of stone faced. Like he doesn't smile a lot in movies. Yeah. Like even if it's a romantic movie, he doesn't really, you <laughs> even know, even so in like, babes in Toyland did not right. smile once. Aww. <laughs> and so, or like when he was like in the Shakespeare movie and stuff or like, yeah. Or like speed or, you know, like things that we've seen him in. You're just like, whoa. Um, so anyway, I just really loved how like bouncy and light and like smiley he was. Because I do. I really enjoy. I think Keanu Reeves is awesome. So, yeah. I know. He was so pleasant and happy in this movie. Um, While you're thinking, yeah, I'll say mine is the just future land. This weird I cult. I was going to say. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's um, okay. It's. It's so bizarre. It it might be dystopian, but it might be okay yeah, and happy. Right. Um, we've got three people just embedded into the wall, and I was constantly <laughs> worrying how they poop. Um, and yeah. it's just, yeah. But I was fascinated with it. And once again, I think everyone's happy, so more power to them. Oh, man. I guess, uh, I don't know. I think I'll make my Hummer, like, that Bill and Ted were very... Um, mostly respectful about those two women showing up mm. to their house they like got a kiss on the cheek and it was very like pg it felt very like 
they were like they inf they they i guess played in a band with them for the rest of their lives yeah i loved that fact so yeah. did they marry them or like they all like had this like I think friends? so they're in the sequel oh i see and i i know i've seen the sequel but like i don't remember anything about it the way that you two do so that's so nice that like they found these women that they connected with and um formed these long-lasting friendships although i was so wondering why they connected with them so quickly they Who knows? Like, saw them saw them on a balcony they're like these they're are the girls babes. we're gonna marry yeah they also it's interesting because bill and ted feel just like plat platonic people like you know what i mean like it's like girlfriends like i don't know what that sexual energy not really like they're so chill and All just smooth like doing... down there yeah kind of like ken dolls kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah like right righteous kendall i don't know yeah well maybe they're just more you know patiently kind with their love making i don't mean it as a criticism it's just it's kind of nice that they're not these yeah. like oversexed teenagers that's that why just, i mean about the down the shirt sense. thing i was like that didn't yeah it didn't even i thought they were more like uncomfortable when that was happening totally yeah <laughs> they feel they seem uncomfortable in general with the world but comfortable with themselves yeah okay should we talk about our outfit let's talk let's about, talk about, about our outfits, outfits. Katie, I'll I'll talk about your outfit because mm -hmm. I have been admiring that you um have been wearing that crop top sweatshirt all night long with your sweatpants rolled up. So mm -hmm. good. It's so 80s. <laughs> and of course a shirt tied around your waist. I'm basically you're basically costumed just like a Bill or Ted. Yeah. And you know what I like about that? It's like it shows that you're versatile and it shows that you plan for multiple weather events. Yes. Where you could <laughs> wear your shirt or not. And then um you just have on um a baseball hat that says fail most heinous because <laughs> if you're gonna yes. fail fail most heinous most heinously yeah um thank you for noticing all of those elements yeah of my outfit nice. um nice. phil i like the swim cap that you have on oh, yeah. from waterloo amusement park and then also a shirt um with um mr mr bonaparte on the front uh, with a ball ball in hand that just says Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. Uh, Bridget, it's very sort of appropriate that uh, you're wearing this hat because I think it, it helps certain people. It just says Miriam Whipster's defines <laughs> bogus as not genuine counterfeit or sham. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly you gotta define it that's how i <laughs> you gotta you define to call it. it out you gotta, you gotta define, define it. it but you said disgusting though katie me no like yeah, bullshit oh sure i <laughs> okay i took it as a different which is definition. disgusting yes. but i meant like not literal bullshit yes <laughs> <laughs> it's just gross guys no that was me misunderstanding and then uh bridget you're then wearing the shirt that says uh there's no i in wild stallion um although <laughs> i'm thinking there's, not. there's wise yeah there's no i but there might be an i there's no i I, wild oh, I don't oh. think so i feel like it's all spelled two wise that's I... kind of their vibe yeah, I don't think there's an I in stallions, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't remember. Thank you for noticing my outfit. You're welcome. Um, it's it's all wise. It's all wise. Yeah, it's all wise, right? 
I was going to say party on, but that's not movie. Man, I think I am ready to sign up for Bill and Ted's like cult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sounds Katie, good. Stop doing that with your arm. Great. Stop <laughs> stroking your guitar over and over again. I was reading that like, because this is like their guitar pose, but it's also kind of like, hey, I feel like Keanu Reeves like took this into acting everywhere he went. But I was yeah. reading that they just, they both, the two actors kind of invented this like, <laughs> like because it just kind of felt good like this like yeah like hand on your yeah. chest kind of an arm up and it's kind of like a guitar i don't know yeah it's kind of cool it's cute well it's time to chat about whether this movie is for real and um i was thinking you know because again this was such a big part of my childhood that like i'd watch this and i'd be like slam dunk and i think what's interesting is like this movie kind of is in that that paradox of like some movies we watch are terrible, but there's so much to talk about. Mm -hmm. And in this one, it's like, I feel like there's not as much to talk about for some reason mm -hmm. other than, cause it just kind of goes, yeah. it just, it, it, it flows and everything happens and you're like, okay, I, I believe this. I support <laughs> this, even though it's mostly preposterous. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with Bill and Ted and their, who they are and that they just believe what they're doing the entire time. Um, and like Joel was saying, like, I just, I do think some of the comedy is very silly and very fun. And it, it's, it's almost like because it's so subtle and fun, it's not as fun to talk about on the pod in some ways. It's like, but I was also thinking about like, for example, how like Bill and Ted call everybody by their last name weirdly, like Miss of Ark or like <laughs> Mr. <laughs> the Kid. And I just love that. I think it's, charming and respectful um so yeah i think there's some things that don't don't hold up in this movie in terms of how we like to talk today or the fact that like this history is very whitewashed and male washed um but I, I can't not say this movie is for real i would definitely tell somebody to watch it if they've never seen it make sure it's like part of their like life canon um yeah it's it's for real for me um yeah I agree. I think this movie feels like a Disney ride. <laughs> like it is very much just like you're on this. And it's interesting to think of it as started as a sketch because it is just feels like this improv scene that like keeps on going. Uh, and I kind of wondered if it feels very like Wayne's World as well. That's what I was saying. That's why I want to say party on Wayne because it yeah. feels like that to me. Yeah, I wondered if it was like influenced, if Wayne's World was influenced by it. Um, but yeah, I th I think it is for real. I mean, notwithstanding, like you said, uh, all of the things that just fully would be so different if they made it today. Um, but this was not a staple of my childhood. And I, I don't know, I wasn't necessarily like looking forward to watching it because I was like, oh, yeah, I know that movie. I kind of like have it grouped with like Encino Man and like those kind of like just goofball things. But I, I don't know, it's good to revisit and kind of look at how... I don't know unique it kind of was and the humor the humor really held up a lot more than i thought it would and i was charmed by the two characters sometimes like when right when people are i'm gonna say when people are dumb i don't need to spend time with them but i think these guys were just super chill so uh yeah i don't know i i think yeah it's for real i don't know if i need to watch it again tomorrow but i thought this movie was for real yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I was a little bit sleepy when I watched it, but I was very surprised at a little bit how boring it kind of was. Like, a lot of it was just like, oh, this is sort of how you would do this in real life if you had a time machine. I'd just go and grab <laughs> yeah. a link and come back. It's like, 
don't you want to have like a joke or some sort of adventure while you do that? No, I'm just going to go and grab him mm-hmm. and bring him back yeah. to this presentation. <laughs> and it's just because they did some of those things so fast, it's like, well, could have done something else there and would have helped us talk about it a little bit more. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think some of the jokes still hit, but some of them, I don't know. I think you have to be in the right frame of mind for it. And I might not have been there. And so I was, I was almost ready, I think, to say it wasn't for real. But I yeah. think because of sort of the bigger ethos of Bill and Ted's and some of the other movies, and I think if once I see Bogus Journey again, then I can sort of make a mm. better decision on that. But I, I think it still leads into that so well, I think, as long as that one still holds up when we finally watch it next time. Um, so I, I'm gonna, still going to say it's, it is for real. But I was just... I was a little bit let down on my expectations. Yeah, I almost like was going to say that parts of it were a little boring too. It's yeah. sort of, but it's sort of like, I don't remember that as a kid. And like I said, I remember that yeah. that ice cream scene being like 20 hours long. So it's so funny to me that like it lands like that now. But I think yeah. I maybe saw this movie when I was a little bit older. And so my expe- it's interesting our expectations going in on it because I did not think this was going to mm-hmm. be a slam dunk. And I kind of remembered it as a little boring. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I guess this is an okay movie. Wow. It wasn't my favorite when I watched yeah. it as a kid. And, and again, mm-hmm. like I think, and I think Bogus Journey kind of freaked me out. Like I remember it being like really oh. shaming and like really like, ugh, like it, don't they go into their pasts and it's like, it's all these kind of like nightmares kind of stuff. Mm. Um, they get replaced by robots. They go into heaven. They get killed. Um, oh, wow. They meet the smartest man in the universe who is Station. Um, oh, who's actually yeah. three right. little Ewoks that like form. Yeah. It's trippy. Like, oh, I don't want to see that at all. <laughs> reverse gremlins. Uh, it's amazing. terrible. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Well, here's my song this week. Um, I wanted to play Turn Back Time by Cher, but I realized that oh, I, I already played that. Uh, mostly because I just want to talk about that aircraft carrier again. But oh um, in lieu of that, it's another Back in Time song. <laughs> Now, because I don't think we'll ever watch this movie for the pod, Back to the Future, right? Mm, I don't know. Decidedly, is it? It's decidedly for real. I don't know. It's just, it's definitely decidedly for real. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was more that like the problems of it had been discussed so much. That too. Maybe I think both it's things. Just, yeah. It's, yeah. It's been talked to death. Yeah. It's been talked have... to death. So maybe this was my only chance. But yeah, like I just think the the thrill. I mean, I know people are still talking about time travel, but boy, was it hot in the eighties. Mm. Just it was a hot button topic. Yeah. Um, to just get in a time so machine. Was... Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, God, I know. I love them so much. Speaking of people that look like Mr. DeWitt from, or no, that's a different, that's a different character. The guy from Head of the Class, we yeah. talked about this, Mr. DeWitt from Growing Pains. And then there's a there's a guy in Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. He's in Chicago. <laughs> Who looks <laughs> like that guy? <laughs> now I'm just rambling about pe- people that look the same. So I'll stop. <laughs> 
Speaking of people that don't look the same, Joel. M. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna be like, I was like, does Joel look like? <laughs> it doesn't. It's a beard. He does. Speaking of people with beards, thanks, Joel M. Thank for you so much. Yeah, thanks, Joel. Oh um, getting yeah, giving a giving a shout out to Silver Linings playback again. Yes. Um, I hope I hope everyone will give a listen to that pod. Yes. Uh, for everybody who's made it this far, Annie, uh, did you pay attention? Katie dropped more messages for you in the podcast. I'm always just like hoping Never. Annie is listening to the end of our podcast at some point, right? Yeah, at some point. Marry me one day. Yeah. Again, <laughs> Annie, if you've listened this far, questions been I asked. Just you know, the question has been asked tonight again on the podcast today again um but yeah we'll be we'll have a little break we're gonna have a little uh hiatus ish maybe we'll see and um yeah (laughs) things are things are afoot things are shifting um well we could share more about that uh later as they as they shift stay stay tuned stay tuned (laughs) everybody's fine i just want to i know everybody's Sounds okay it's not dire some people are just moving continents yes. somebody in this podcast is moving continents and it's not me or me <laughs> <laughs> who is it so who stay tuned are you? Do, 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 do. yeah stay tuned and you'll find out who's moving continents on the next is it for real podcast yeah <laughs> till next time see ya Toodaloo. In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. But sometimes they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.